Howdy y'all, and welcome to another episode of Redneck Lesbian, where we feature the viewpoint of people who are definitely going to hell, but that's where all the fun people are anyway. And besides, as David Byrne put it, heaven is a place where nothing ever happens. Earth in 2020, on the other hand, is a place where a lot happens in a mere 24-hour time span. So before I get to the shit du jour, I thought I'd see if I could find any good news this week. And I did find a few items. For example, Citigroup and Bank of America pledged to give billions of dollars to further the cause of racial equality, and that seems real nice. I guess they did that so that they wouldn't have to actually loan money to black and brown people at white interest rates. Boris Johnson, of all people, has put out a call to build back greener after the coronavirus pandemic. I think the after those of us who are invested in fossil fuels are dead part is understood. Speaking of fossil fuels, Shell Aviation and an oil refining company have pledged to increase the supply and availability of sustainable aviation fuel whatever the fuck that means. I'm guessing it means the same old polluting crap they've been using except with a markup on the price. Like buying organic. You know that shit isn't really organic, but it feels good to pretend. But enough of that. It is definitely time for... Shit du jour. Full disclosure. I did not watch the debate because I knew that all the relevant bits would be featured in various YouTube and daily show clips, so I torture myself. Why ruin a perfectly good martini with that nonsense? Nevertheless, Orange Twitler did manage to squeeze out the biggest shit du jour this week by refusing to condemn white supremacists while simultaneously giving them marching orders. The effect wouldn't have been much different if he'd simply started singing the Horst Vessel lead, which was the theme song of Germany's Nazi party. It's a nice little tune about marching in the streets looking for communists to kill and looking forward to the day when they can impose their will on the world, which shows you how little Nazis have changed over the years. So now domestic terror groups across the country think asshole is counting on them to do what exactly? kill liberals, intimidate people of color while they attempt to vote, bomb black churches, mosques, and synagogues, parade around in military cosplay and shoot their neighbors who voted blue. It's not exactly a secret that the far-right fringe has been salivating for a chance to fight another civil war against the rest of us for being so dang, I don't know, modern, I guess. For wanting to live in a world where people can live however they please, which is really offensive to some redneck guys for some reason. The group that Agent Orange called out is the Proud Boys, but you could call them Angels of Gilead with angels in air quotes. These fellas want women to shut up and stay home and never wear blue jeans again. They miss the world where they called all the shots, or at least where they aggressively helped the people who have the power to call the shots. These are guys who just want to bully other people, which is basically the definition of fascism right there. And yet, this is just one organization of many that have sprung up since the jerk got elected to office. The goal of all of them is more or less the same. 
to kill everyone who disagrees with them. It's the preferred hobby for fascists worldwide. So yeah, throwing doubt on the integrity of the election and telling the craziest elements of society to stand by in case they need to kill Americans definitely qualifies as super shitty. In other news, our asshole in chief has COVID-19. I'm sure it will be kinder to him than he deserves. As of now, Trump has returned to the White House, still sick and still infectious, and this has been accompanied by Kim Jong-un-level gaslighting from the right. Only Trump could defeat this virus so easily. COVID-19 should be afraid of Trump. Basically, if it killed your daddy, he was weak. Now, most of us know horseshit when we see it, but the base have become oblivious to reality in a way that only a cult can. So why is it that so many people, whom many of us perhaps incorrectly assume to be reasonable, are now wanking, secret handshake-bearing, QAnon-spreading, Kool-Aid-drinking members of Cult 45? Let's start with basics. Cults, by their nature, are authoritarian. Cults have a leader, typically charismatic in some way, even when they're saying crazy shit, and people willingly place themselves in his power, let's face it, it's usually a guy, and believe every word that comes out of his mouth without questioning any of it. Now, where I come from, the word cult is usually used to describe non-evangelical Protestants, Catholics, Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, etc. Basically, if you're not a member of the right church, you're still going to hell. And yet evangelicals are the ones most caught up in this cult. Considering that evangelicals used to be the ones who saw idolatry everywhere from their TV to rock music, it's interesting that they have found a new idol to sit alongside Jesus. Christianity has always had an authoritarian hierarchy, even after Luther nailed up his manifesto so that ain't new. In the old days, the earthly idol was the king. Now it's the president of the United States. And they really believe that God sent this obscenely cruel orange man to do the will of the Lord. I knew we were skidding down a bad path in 2016 when I spotted a religious Trump graphic on a cousin's Facebook wall. If you have a strong stomach, just Google Trump Christian Merchandise. Not only does the Covidiot in chief and his cult think he is the state, they think he is God's chosen representative on earth right now, and that should scare the fuck out of you. Because if you're God's chosen one, no court can check you. No law applies. There can be no oversight. Whatever word salad comes out of your mouth becomes both true and commandment. The merchandise alone is disturbing. It's tackier than the photos of Kim Jong-un or Chairman Mao, but it serves the same purpose. Our leader has special superhuman powers. He knows what is best for us, and he must be obeyed. Worship the orange calf. I'm starting to think all of this Trump iconography is why the Prophet Muhammad banned Muslims from depicting him. Because they aren't supposed to worship him. They're supposed to worship God point for the Muslim team. You may have noticed that it's become difficult to have a civil conversation with cultists. 
That's because they believe they're hearing the divine will from the megalomaniac, which means you're a heretic and anything you say can be deflected and ignored. It's like this. I say, we have a global pandemic here that's killing people and impeding commerce. Can we maybe come up with a plan to deal with it? And the cult says, y'all are snowflakes. This pandemic is a satanic hoax planned by witches who are trying to take down God's chosen one. Personally, I have no idea how we're supposed to deal with a population of magical thinkers who pretend the world isn't on fire while the smoke comes out of their asses. I feel sorry for kids like Claudia Conway, whose mama got sucked into the cult, lied in its service for four years, and ended up with a broken marriage, a kid who wants a divorce, and a case of COVID-19. When it's in your own house, it gets personal real fast. Hell, it gets personal real fast on Facebook. My blocked user list can attest to that. So how do we deal with a small but vocal percentage of our population who are cult members, who believe in magical thinking, and who believe that opposing God's will by opposing the Donald means you should be shot? Can we vote them off the island? Can we deprogram them? Probably not with Fox News still in active brainwashing mode. Unfortunately, the more time we spend fighting one another over whether black lives matter, they do, or whether women are worth more than man's rib, the more we avoid bigger issues like economic justice, climate change, pandemics, and half the nation burning, which I guess is the point from the rich folks' perspective. Yeah, y'all keep fighting over bullshit while I pick your pocket for the 50th time today. Actually, this whole scenario reminds me of the Cybermen. The Cybermen are enemies of Doctor Who, an ancient time traveler who goes back and forth in time and saves the asses of people across the galaxy. Cybermen used to be men, but they were transformed into non-feeling killer robots who are convinced that everyone else needs to be upgraded into a non-feeling killer robot so that they can work in lockstep to carry out whatever nefarious plan is on tap for the episode. Cultists are like the Cybermen. They've turned off some of their rational processes, allowed their feelings to be manipulated for someone else's benefit, and as a result, they're pretty easy to control. Well, it certainly worked for the Nazis. Even if the dumbass in the White House is defeated or falls to COVID-19, we are going to have a mess to deal with. The cult is not going to magically disappear any more than COVID did. Trump cultivated their fears. We're going to have to address their fears, which is going to mean economic justice, honestly. Black and brown and gay people aren't their problem. It's the rich people hoarding most of the wealth that's the problem. But Fox News will never tell them that. In truth, Cult 45 has long roots that reach all the way back to another cult, the cult of the Confederacy. This cult believes in a mythical age in which white Americans had it real good. They were never poor, never hungry, and could take pride in being white men. White women were decorative and mostly kept quiet, particularly if a man was talking. Working the land, stealing from the natives, getting massively wealthy off the black backs of black people. Back when white people had it so good, all they had to do was sit on the porch and drink iced tea while a black kid fanned them. 
This world only existed for a tiny elite, of course, and plenty of white people were poor, hungry, and exploited them, too. But all cults start with fantasy, and this is the fantasy. White men are aggrieved that they do not have the lifestyles that they believe they are due. They should have good cars and a fancy house lined in gold. They like Trump because Trump's taste is actually classic rich redneck. If you give a redneck a pot of money, he doesn't miraculously develop good taste. Instead, he tries to imitate how he thinks rich people live. I won the lottery, Annie Lynn. Go get the Touch of Class catalog. We're going to buy a McMansion and cover everything with gold paint. The Confederate cult has always involved Southern white religion, so this current idol isn't really that unusual. Past idols include Robert E. Lee and Nathan Bedford Forrest, founder of the Ku Klux Klan, which incidentally was founded in 1865, you know, after the South lost. You can find their statues all over the South and the North. If the cult could resuscitate the Confederacy by sheer force of will, they would have done it by now. Still, they have managed to imitate the Confederacy with Jim Crow laws and by criminalizing blackness so that they can get slave labor in prisons. We may have won the war with the Confederacy, but these battles keep popping up. So here we are now, with calls for another civil war in the comments section of every Breitbart article and with brown shirts intimidating people on the streets for daring to suggest that black lives matter. My own father will tell anyone who will listen that leftists want another civil war, but we're not the ones foaming at the mouths with AR-15s. It would be nice to think that a single election could alter the course we're on, and while I will vote for Biden, I know damn well he ain't going to put forth the policies we need to end the despair or the grievance in redneck America, much less in minority gay or blue America. But then the Democrats have a cult of their own. They think the status quo, minus Trump, will solve everything. How wrong they are. Get out and vote. Don't be intimidated by armed poll watchers. Assert your rights. And if we do win in November, we've got to hold those Democrats accountable. We need to stop the economic suffering so that we can earn one another's trust again. It might be a slow process, but it beats tearing everything down. Thanks for listening. And if you like my podcast, please uh, subscribe wherever you listen and share it with others. There's also a listener support option if you have the means. And as always, you can send me feedback at redneckLesbian2020, all one word, redneckLesbian2020 at gmail.com. I really appreciate y'all, and I'll see you next week with a new episode. Thanks.